بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تشد الرحال إلا إلى ثلاثة مساجد المسجد الحرام ومسجد هذا والمسجد الأقصى متفق عليه سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ترشي بل Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. There's an expiry date on everything. Everyone has to taste death and experience it. And we were lucky, alhamdulillah, that we had the best of batteries, Duracell batteries. Spare one, Mashiach, I bought it, alhamdulillah. <coughs> But again, this is the, the practice of the shaitan called Basar. He loves causing annoyance, especially when it comes to the Quran and Hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just to continue from where we left off in the last session, from the many Buzrugan-Udin saints, Awliyaullah, very close friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resting in the sacred and blessed area of Iraq one great Buzrug who until today alhamdulillah is resting in Iraq and he is so famous that alhamdulillah every Muslim child is aware of this great name a great faqih in fact a faqih that is followed until today by millions and millions of Muslims throughout the world. Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah Even Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah is resting in Iraq. Imam Hazrat <coughs> Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, Sheikh Zamid Baghdadi, Sheikh Surri Sabti Rahmatullah Hazrat Maruf Karhi. So many Buzrugan-Udin, Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah Alayh is resting in Iraq. He was born in Kufa, one of the famous cities in Iraq. One is Baghdad, uh, the other one is Basra, where uh, the troops have entered, also in Baghdad. We don't hear much about Kufa. But Kufa is the city in which Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah was born. Kufa is very special also because Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala, the grand sahabi of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was dispatched in that area to educate the people of Kufa about Quran and Hadith from Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala 
his teachings, his understanding of the Sunnah is preserved in Kufa and in that part of the region and Alhamdulillah the basis of the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi is also under the platform of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala an and he has heard everything from Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Imam Hazm Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi in the area where he is resting today that part of the region is known as A'zamiyya there is uh, a beautiful masjid there also and also a madrasa the masjid is named after Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi and it is quite incredible Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he wants to take uh, khidmat of his deen of his religion he is not muhtaj, indigent of anyone a person does not need to be uh, an Arab by his identity or by his birth to do khidmat of this beautiful deen Imam Bukhari was not an Arab Imam Muslim was not an Arab all these great muhaddithin no doubt the Arabic language is very very important and in order to understand this deen we have to be well versed in the Arabic language but the real thing is your taqwa if you are muttaqi and if you are obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that is explained by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that is Iman and that is Islam Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi was not an Arab unfortunately we get a lot of people today who don't have the respect of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi and it is very very unfortunate some people even go as far as saying that Imam Abu Hanifa did not have the power to speak the Arabic language. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah's command over the Arabic language is phenomenal. Imam Bukhari rahmatullah's teachers are the students of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah. The great Imam, the Faqih, Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullah is a student of Imam Muhammad, and Imam Muhammad is the student of Imam Abu Hanifa. And Imam Muhammad was a Hanafi, and Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullah was his student. So that is the knowledge, my respected brothers. He is the only individual from the Fuqaha from the Islamic jurists that were there to have that title to be a, uh, a tabi'een a tabi'een means those people those who have seen the companions sahaba kiram ajma'een Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi had the privilege to meet and make ziyarat of Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala was the attendant he was the khadim of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam one of the very few sahabis who lived a long age and because of the barakat of Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala many many were blessed with this honor of being tabi'in 
Some of the fuqaha have even mentioned that Hazrat Sahal bin Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala, a great sahabi, Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi met also Hazrat Sahal radiallahu ta'ala. Allama Aini rahmatullah alayhi has gone as far as saying that when Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi was 20 years of age, he directly heard hadith from the companions. Now this is very, very important, my respected brothers. We are used to listening to different, different stories and different, different things historically. But to understand the status of the fuqaha in the times and uh, especially in the times of crisis, that is very, very important. Because the shaitan now is trying his very, very hard to break Islam by dismantling fiqah, dismantling it. And if you dismantle fiqah, there is no skeleton. Everything simply comes down. That is why the status of a faqih is much more than a mufassir, than a muhaddis. Imam Bukhari was a muhaddis. Other great people were mufassirin. But a faqih is that person who has combined all the sciences and that is when he gets that honor of being a faqih. So he knows the full tafsir, he knows all the ahadith and he has that power of ijtihad, he is a mujtahid. Then he becomes this great faqih and people are there to follow him. This is the status of Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah's name was Nu'man bin Thabit. Abu Hanifa is just a title that is given to him. But his name, some of the ulama have said that the reason why his name is Hanifa. Hanifa means also Abu Hanifa, the father of Hanifa. Some people say that uh, he had a daughter whose name was Hanifa and it's like Abu Hanifa, the father of Hanifa. Uh, that, that is not true. That title of Hanifa is given to him because he was a man who had written many, many books, many, many books. A great author, he had, he had written many, many books and that is why that title was given to him, Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah Alayhi. Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah Alayhi's father, whose name was Thabit, when he was born, his father, as in the grandfather of Imam Abu Hanifa, Hazrat Sabit was taken when he was a baby to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Ali is the son-in-law of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. So Hazrat Sabit radiallahu ta'ala was there. The father took him, the grandfather, and said, Hazrat, this is my son Sabit. Can you make dua for him? Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala picked him up and prayed on him and made dua for him that Allah bless him, bless this child and bless all the children that come from this child Thabit. And the fuqaha say that it is this dua of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an that was accepted that the son of Thabit was Abu Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah whose name was Nu'man. So this great status is given to Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, my respected brothers. There is always 
a turning point in a person's life. And we have to be extremely careful, my respected brothers. Sometimes what happens is that <coughs> we feel that, Alhamdulillah, yes, we are practicing and we perform salat five times a day. And we are regular in all our faraiz. Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said that the fear should always be in the heart. Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said that the the faith, the taqdeer is quite incredible. A man in his entire life has been obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All his life, 97-98% of his life was in full obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then because of one guna, and the gravity of that guna is such that that 98% of his obediency is wiped out totally. And before his death, he dies in the condition of kufr. So we have to be very, very careful. That is why when we give salam to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the ayats that are there. يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله إن الله سميع عليم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي ولا تجهروا له بالقول كجهر بعضكم لبعض أن تحبط أعمالكم وأنتم لا تشعرون that don't even raise your voice in front of نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم the penalty of that that sin to raise your voice in front of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is such that all your amal are wiped out. All your good deeds are taken away. The ulama say that after the revelation of this ayat al the companions were very, very careful. When they would come to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, they would speak to him with great adab and very, very quietly. So we have to be very, very careful. And then there are some people that who have sinned their entire life. They have never been obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iman might be there, or Iman might not even be there. They might be in the condition of being kufr or whatever, subhanAllah. And, and the munafiqeen are still there until today. Hypocrisy is still there. That is why the Maulana, the South African Maulana all the time, his bayan comes to the mind, uh, incredible, incredible words, what he said. He says, when Imam, Imam al-Mahdi, when he comes out, the so-called kuffar will not target Imam al-Mahdi, but it will be the hypocrites, the munafiqeen amongst the Muslims, whose name will resemble to the names of the companions and Muhammad and Yusuf, and Allahu Alam, all the names, but they will be hypocrites, they will be munafikin, and they will be the first people to target Hazrat Imam Mahdi radiallahu ta'ala, not the kuffar. And it is no surprise, my respected brothers. So we have to be, we have to fear nifaq sometimes, subhanallah, a person is straight before his death, everything goes wrong, and sometimes everything is wrong. But for one amal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can accept and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide him. This is the reality in the world that we live in and this is what is taqdeer. So we have to be fearful all the time. There is a turning point. And Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi 
when he was born, mashallah, in Kufa, he came from a family that were all great business people. He was not a mayman. <laughs> but, mashallah, all of them were business-minded people. All of them were business-minded people. And then we have to be careful. Alhamdulillah, we must make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give wealth to all the Muslims. But that wealth which will bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. Hazrat Fatima and Hazrat Ali when Hazrat Hassan and Hussein were ill, they made a dua, a nazar, that Ya Allah, we will fast for three days. We will fast for three days, inshallah. And we hope that by the barakah of these roza, Hazrat Hassan and Hussein will be given shifa. Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Fatima ta'ala, started to fast for the first day. When it was time for Maghrib, there was only a few khajur there at Dastarkhan for iftari. As they were about to break their fast roza, someone knocked on the door, a miskeen, and said that, O Fatima, I'm a poor man, and I'm very, very hungry. And both of them are fasting here, Ali radiallahu ta'ala stands up and gives everything away to that miskin. Nothing was there. <coughs> but this was their condition. Whether they had wealth or whether they, they did not have any money. But the level of Iman was so high, so high all the time. The second day, nothing in the house again. Someone gave hadiyah. Someone knew that Hazrat is fasting. Again, Khajur was there. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he wants to test his servants and his slaves, there is no one there to stop him. Exactly at Maghrib time, when it is the time of Iftari, both of them are there. The daughter of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. And another miskin comes. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala is about to put that lukma in the mouth. And she puts it down and says, no. This man is more miskeen, he is more needy than us. Hazrat Ali stands up again, and this continues for three days. Can you do it? For three days, both of them, Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Fatima, for the sake of Hazrat Hassan and Hussein, the grandsons of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, have spent their time only by the means of water. Fasting when at suhoor, drink water, and at iftari time, they would drink water. Subhanallah. Nothing would change in my respective brothers. And that is how we should be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this dunya, then alhamdulillah, we should even show that sacrifice, and that should not change us, but in fact, that should bring us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If there is a changing point in a person's life for the good or for the bad. Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi was a businessman. When he grew up as a child, the father and all the relations were of pious family, but business minded. MashaAllah, they had a lot of business. 
until one day when he was walking past the house of Imam Sha'bi. Imam Sha'bi was a great muhaddis at that time. And Imam Sha'bi, rahmatullah was sitting. And it is all in the open, the students would come and listen to the sheikh and then they would go away. So, other Imam Sha'bi, rahmatullah saw Imam Azam Abu Hanifa, who was young at that time, thinking that he is a student. And he did not come to his class and he just walked past. The Imam Sha'bi shouted at him, Oh young man, Najawan, where are you going? Imam Abu Hanifa looked at him, says, well I'm going for tijarat to that merchant, that trader. So he says, you are not a student here. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, then turned his face completely at Imam Shabi and looked at him and said, no, I'm not a student here. Imam Shabi looked at him for a bit and he said to him that I see signs on your face that will make you a great person. There is great qualities that are hidden inside you. That is what I see. My mashwara to you is that leave whatever you are doing and sit in the company of the pious people and become a student and learn from me what is the Qur'an and Hadith. Imam Shabi said that to Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi and it was like bullets going, hitting you straight into the heart, affecting you. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi left everything and would come every day in the majlis of Imam Shabi rahmatullahi Subhanallah, respected brothers, it is all about the face. Some faces are so powerful. Hazrat Abu al-Hasan al-Karkhani rahmatullah would say that Hazrat Bayazid Bustani rahmatullah's face was so awesome and breathtaking that if a kafir, a disbeliever, was to look directly at the face of Bayazid Bustani rahmatullah just looked at him for a few minutes, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would untie the knot of kufr from his heart. Untie the knots of kufr from his heart and he would come one step closer to Islam. This is how powerful some of the people of Buzurgani did. In the Naqshbandi Silsila we have a Buzurg whose name is Hazrat Khaja Hassan Sahwag who in India was famously known that he had converted many many Hindus to Muslims. One was Hazrat Khaja Mu'inuddin Chishti but another one was Hazrat Khaja Hassan Sahwag who is from the Silsila and Achbandiya. It is said that he converted many Hindu youths to Islam. Many Hindu youths. And some of the Hindu community people there filed a complaint against him in the courts and as a Khaja Hassan Sahwag was told to come in and he was interrogated all the Hindu people were there and said that so and so person has become a Muslim because Khaja Sahab forces our youth to become a Muslim all of them are Muslims, all of them are Muslims, all of them are Muslims they are Muslims now because they were all Hindus before but because of Khaja Sahab they have become they were Hindus and now they have become Muslims. 
he stood in the court and the magistrate was a Hindu and said to him that you have been accused that you force Hindus to become Muslim now can you force anyone to become a Muslim my brother? can you force anyone? can you put a gun on somebody's head and say right say la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and does Allah accept that kalima? Allah does not accept that kalima. Allah is Beniyaz, He is Mustaghni you either accept it with your heart or you, you move away and there are other people to accept Hazrat Khaja Hassan said that I don't know what you are talking about I force no one La ikraha fi deen There is no compulsion in this beautiful deen and he looked at some of the Hindu people that were standing in front of him and, and the court is open, he is there in the middle in that platform where you stand in India and he says you are accusing me of what? forcing them of uh, converting them to Islam? No. all I say to them and he pointed at some of the people on his left hand side who was a Hindu who was wearing the traditional Hindu clothes he says you you are a Hindu so Hazrat looked at him and this was the power Hazrat looked at him looked at him and said to him you are a Hindu? I'm not pointing at anyone here huh? <laughs> we are all Muslims Alhamdulillah you are a Hindu? He said, no, no, I am not a Hindu. I am a Muslim. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasul. He said, then you must be a Hindu. He said, no, I am not also a Hindu. I am a Muslim. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. And as it continued, everyone in the court, every single one became a Muslim until as it turned around and pointed to the magistrate. The magistrate looked down and he says, no, I have understood everything and you are free to go these were Allah these were great Buzrugamiri it is said that when Hazrat Khaja Al-Karkhani said to the students that when you look at the face of Bayezid Bustani it would affect the hearts of the Kuffar one of the students stood up and he says Hazrat and some of the students can be not cheeky but subhanallah you get all sorts of students he said, Hazrat, if that is the case, then why didn't Abu Jahl accept Islam? Whose face is more precious than the face of Rasulullah? Say question. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam's face was incredible. SubhanAllah. No face is like the face like Huzur alayhi salam. And there is no description that fits better to the face of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam than what the companions have described him at the latter part of his age when he became ill few days before his demise when he opened up the curtain of his hujra and Siddiqui Akbar was sitting on the musalla all the companions says when you saw the face of Huzur alayhi salam mushafin, it was the nur that we would witness when we would read the Qur'an that was the nur we saw on the face of Huzur alayhi salam it was as if one page of the Qur'an opened up in front of us they would see no difference between Huzur alayhi salam and the Qur'an the Qur'an was revealed the Kalam of Allah was revealed to Huzur alayhi salam that is how powerful the face is that's why some of the ulama stress and there is a reason for that there is a reason for that. The face is your main identity. 
when you in your passport it's not your body that you show or your hands huh? or your legs nothing it's your face your face is everything chehra allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says see ma hum fi wujuhihim the signs of iman were on their faces this is the description given in the quran uh, uh, with reference to sahaba ikram ajma'in describing them that the iman was visible on their face subhanallah and what was i saying and what huzur alayhi salatu wassalam's face very very powerful simahum fi wujuhi hazrat shah waliullah muhaddis dahli rahmatullah alayhi has said something very beautiful he said how lucky was hazrat abu bakr siddiq when huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was making hijrat ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam stayed in ghare hira ghare thawr in ghare thawr ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam rested on the lap of siddiq akbar that means that the head of huzur alayhi salam the auspicious head was on the lap of hazrat abu bakr siddiq hazrat shah waliullah muhaddis dahli rahmatullah alayhi says that that lap of siddiq akbar was like the riyal ye riyal nahi hai ye upon we put the quran on that a desk that that, that is what in, in our times it is riyal easy to understand so the lap of siddiq akbar was the riyal the desk and the auspicious head of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was the quran and siddiq akbar was the privileged one that he could recite the quran on the face of huzur alayhi salam and this was only experienced by hazrat abu bakr siddiq so this talib ilm question hazrat abu hasan al qarkhani rahmatullah alayhi hazrat abu hasan qarkhani rahmatullah alayhi got very angry and said to him o oh, ignorant one when did abu jahal ever have the power to see eye to eye with huzur alayhi salam who had that power it was famously known in the companions that it was only siddiq akbar and umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala that they, their two eyes would meet the eyes of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam the nur and the rab the awe of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was such that when the companions would see huzur alayhi salam it was a quick glimpse and then they would look down abu jahal never ever saw huzur alayhi salatu wassalam as muhammad rasulullah whenever he pictured huzur alayhi salatu wassalam he only pictured muhammad bin abdullah muhammad the son of abdullah never did it come to his mind that could he ever be muhammad rasulullah and that is why iman was never given to him but even for one second any of the mushrikeen who ever thought is there a possibility that this great man who is standing in front of us he is not muhammad bin abdullah but muhammad rasulullah then the barakat and the barakat of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was such that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give them guidance subhanallah and that is why abdullah bin salam the 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 biggest alim in madinatul munawwara jewish scholar when he saw the face of huzur alayhi salam he said la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah he was a scholar he did not hesitate he did not ask for proof yahudi the biggest scholar in madinatul munawwara abdullah bin salam 
so the face and he says wallahi hadha alwajh laysa bikadhibi that this face is not the face of an imposter ma'adallah it is the face of the great nabi hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that is why hazrat wahshi radiyallahu ta'ala an after in, uh, becoming muslim huzur alayhi salatu wassalam said to him don't sit in front of me imagine how powerful the face of huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was that iman and kufr <laughs> Subhanallah, it was at a pivotal point when you look at Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. Hazrat Wahshi was told by Huzur alayhi salam to sit on the side. Because Hazrat Wahshi radiallahu ta'ala played a part in assassinating Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said that if anything comes into my heart and I am affected by it, there is a possibility that Allah will take that nur of iman out from your heart. Subhanallah. This is how powerful Huzur alayhi salatu was salam's status was. My respected brothers, Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi's face was recognized by Imam Sha'bi rahmatullah alayhi and subhanallah. It was a turning point in his life and this Imam, wherever he went, mashallah, thousands and thousands of people followed him. Incredible life. When he was in Kufa, he was put in prison. Then he went to Makkatul Mukarrama, Madinatul Munawwara, because he saw at that time Islam was not practiced to its full in its entirety. He left, he made hijrat, he went to Madinatul Munawwara. When he went to Madinatul Munawwara, the love he had for the city of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam's area where Absalallahu alayhi wasalam is resting, Madinatul Munawwara, it is said that he never ever urinated or never ever went to the toilet in Madinatul Munawwara. Never. Kabbi bi istinja Madinatul Munawwara me aapne nahi kiya. kare. The love he had. Every time he had the need to go to the toilet, go for the call of nature, he would make suffer. He was well away from the boundaries of Madinatul Munawwara. Go there and relieve himself and then come back. And his stay in Madinatul Munawwara was only for a limited period of time. Quickly he would go away. He, he was, he had this fear that maybe I might not respect the city of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He went back to Kufa. When he went back to Kufa at that time it was the Khilafat of the Abbasiyin. And Khalifa and Mansur at that time said to him that you must take the position of becoming the Qazi of that region at that time. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi refused and he was imprisoned. Some of the scholars have said that the janazah of Imam Abu Hanifa that came out was from the jail, from the prison. And even in prison, thousands and thousands of students would go to him and they would benefit from him. The great Imam Muhammad, one of the, the backbone of the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa, his entire Islamic education comes from that area where Hazrat was imprisoned from jail, from jail, jail se unhone pura education hasil kiya. These were our great scholars, my respected brothers, and Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi is resting in Iraq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him jazai khair. What else can we say but that 
by the barakah of these great awliyaullah shuyukh that are resting in Iraq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless that entire region of Iraq and may haq prevail and may falsehood perish there is no doubt that it is our amal and we are paying for our evil actions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the tawfiq that we come close to the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that is the only way we can defeat anyone that is standing in front of us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a'lam in the Quran وَلَا تَهِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Victory is for you Allah will give you victory Victory is only for you Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala with three people fought one million how many? three and one million yet the iman la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah allah ki yudhar barusa there is one other thing also it's not just all about having tawakkul on allah allah has even given a sense that if you have a toothache go to Dr. Abdul Qadir Sfida whoever your dentist is or if you're ill go to your doctor or if if your car is not running well go to the mechanic subhanallah so with your dua with your taqwa Allah has given us intelligence also that we have to seek out and also be fast forward in the technology that we see around us we Muslims should be the pioneers of everything Insha'Allah Ta'ala, if we take uh, that step, no doubt, things can change very, very quickly. Look at, look at uh, the, the condition of Germany after the war today, what has happened. Look at Japan. Everyone has worked so hard in Islamic education and also in circular education. And Insha'Allah Ta'ala, the bo- both of these sciences fit together with your taqwa, with your iman, with the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kamiyabi is for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Dua'akum. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna mina zalimin Allahumma inna rasulukul afwa wal afiyyata fi dunya wal akhira Allahumma inna ka afuun karimun tuhibbul afwa fa'afuunna Allahumma al'anil kafarata al-lazina yasudduna an sabilik wa yukadzibuna rasulak wa yukatiluna awliyah Allahumma shatid shamlahum Allahumma mazid jam'ahum Allahumma dammir diyarahum Allahumma kassir amarahum Allahumma karrib ajalahum Allahumma اللهم كما هلكت قوم عاد وثمود اللهم خذهم اخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم انا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم اللهم انا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته واهل بيته اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين